Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair that satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome on in to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks very much for being with us on this preview of the 150th Open Championship being contested at the old course at St. Andrews next week. And I love that Open. Talking about Billy Casper, and we've had a great opportunity this week to walk in the footsteps of Bob's dad, the great Hall of Famer Billy Casper, who won the U.S. Open at Olympic Club in 1966, defeating Arnold Palmer in a playoff, and also happened to win the Lucky Invitational. Didn't know what that was until this year. It was played on Halloween in 1968. And we have had an opportunity to be here in San Francisco and play those golf courses and walk those fairways, and uh, it, it's been it's been a special week, pal. Uh, it always is yeah. to, you know, to think back on your dad and and walking in that pro shop at Olympic and seeing the 1966 pictures there yep. with Billy Casper and Arnold Palmer. Um, the fact that they showed actually sell some '66 Open gear, yep. pretty cool stuff. You know, and then the opportunity to be able to have my son come out and play with us too. Um, you know, it's a bucket list item for him to be able to play the Olympic club and the courses that his grandpa or Papa, as he calls him, um, where he won his major championship. So he said to me in the cart, he said, well, this is, this is the first one at Olympic. He said, let's get out to wing foot. That'll be the second one. And then he says, then we got some work to do. Yeah. Well, that's always uh, something to, to shoot for, for sure. Yes. Yeah. It's been really cool. Hey, we got a fun show for you. We're going to get you ready for the Open coming up next week. Excited for the final major of 2022. Caddy's going to join us. We'll talk uh, Open Championship with him. Todd Hamilton, the 2004 Champion Golfer of the Year, surprised everybody, defeated Ernie Yells in a playoff at Royal Troon. He's going to join us. Haven't talked to Todd for some time, but but very much looking forward to the conversation with the former champ. And uh, Ryan Ballinger from Golf News Net will stop in as well and give us some thoughts on maybe some of the guys to consider if you're looking to throw down a couple of quid or something on some of the players for next week's Open. That's all straight ahead. Thanks for joining us. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, more from San Francisco. And as we preview the 150th Open next right here on Real Golf Review.
I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Wendy's new strawberry frosty is here. So check your watch. Is it frosty time yet? It probably is. The hour hand would be on, I'm feeling snacky. And the minute hand would be on, relaxing with a rich, creamy strawberry frosty on a summer day, just digging into that smooth, chilly deliciousness and vibing. You know, depending on what kind of watch you have. When it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Frosty and Classic Chocolate or New Strawberry. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Want to kill bugs like the pros do? Now you can with Maggie's Farm. Created by pest control professionals, Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control. All of our plant-based products are safe to use around children and pets and won't leave behind a messy, oily residue. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now, for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill ant-kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. Here at Total Wine & More, you'll love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This bourbon has a smoky flavor that'll go great with your grilling. Nice! Wow, and look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium rare. <laughs> Your neighbors will love it. Love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly, B21. This is your captain speaking. You better buckle your seatbelts for this one. I noticed my passport was due to expire, so I went to Staples. I got a passport photo in 10 minutes, so we're good to go. Now at Staples, get 20% off travel products when you purchase a passport photo. Get travel ready at Staples, your one-stop travel prep destination. Hey, let me tell you about another time that Staples saved my caboose. That all started back. N731, in-store only. Excludes Instacart orders, certain products, services, and technology. See staplesconnect.com slash services slash travel for details. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for fingers, doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com delivering. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio presented by Callaway Golf. Have you seen the new Jaws Raw? Pure spin in its rawest form. Jaws Raw brings new scoring performance to your wedge game featuring the most aggressive grooves in golf with a raw face that promotes maximum spin. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Hey, man, it is uh, it is upon us here. The 150th yes. Open Championship coming up next week. And last week, Paul, we were off enjoying the 4th of July and uh, spending some time with our families. Also had a chance to be out in Michigan, played American 
Dunes, yes. which was, uh, you know, as they say, your most heroic round of golf, patriotic, uh, just just a tremendous, what, some tremendous golf out there in Michigan. There's phenomenal golf. Uh, you know, we played our Arcadia Bluffs as well. Two phenomenal courses there. Um, I was really, really impressed with the South Course. Mm. I really like the South Course. The Bluffs Course gets all the attention. It does. But the South Course is really, really cool. They got square greens. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, which was really fun. Um, and then Forest Dunes. Forest, Forest Dunes, you know, the Dune Course, um, Tom Weisskopf design, is always fun to play. Uh, it's a great golf course. And then we played the Loop. We played mm, it. What a test. Um, we played the Black, the Loop Black, and the Loop Red. So you uh, you play counterclockwise or clockwise the first time, um, all eighteen holes, and then you play counterclockwise the second time. Um, so you play it forwards and backwards, yeah, which is really fun. And of course, the bootlegger, the that bootlegger little par three is the best. Part three courses are fun, man. Yep. It's something that I think golf courses and resorts need to have because yep. it just it just makes it great. You know, you can play St. Andrews forwards and backwards as yes. well. Yeah, uh, supposedly. I don't know how often they allow that to happen, but it it is made, it's set up is is built that way, right? right? Uh, which is pretty cool. We're going to talk more about that. Um, but being out here in Olymp- in San Francisco playing Olympic Club. Um, one of the great treasures, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and your dad, you know, what a historic win back in 66 yep. to defeat Arnold Palmer. Um, yeah, just really, really fun. And so while we were away, they had a second live event. Yes, um, in Portland. Yeah, and Taylor Gooch afterwards said that uh, it was so great it felt like the Ryder Cup. Yeah. That, that's obviously coming from someone who's never played in a Ryder Cup. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't know. Um I think that there are they're feeding them information. I think they're they're feeding the players um, talking points um, for him to come out and make that statement when he's never ever felt like or or had that feeling of being in a Ryder Cup is kind of uh, kind of very interesting that he would make it. Interesting. I thought you would have been uh, completely offended by that. Well, I was. Okay, I was. But I'm not giving him the time of day. Okay. All right. I know how special it is. We've heard your parents yep. talk about it in years past. Yep. Uh, Dave Stockton, how special it is. Yep. That kind of feeling. So to throw that out there was was pretty interesting. Uh, Pat, Perez, Pat Perez shot uh, 80 in the final round. He ended up making 900 grand. $970,000, almost a million dollars. Hey, he shot 80, got the last place money, and then his team ended up winning the event. And so he made 970 for the week. Uh, what's wrong with that event? What's wrong with that format? Um, what, 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 why no do we reason to play well? <laughs> we don't need this pay for, for, for performance. No, 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 no. Just, just show up and make money. Yeah, you know, why not? Free money. Uh, by the way, after all of that's been said and done, it was interesting to hear some of the comments out at the JP McManus, uh, pro-am in Ireland. Rory was there and it almost sounds as if Rory has softened his stance on this. He's been very, remember this was, you know him t- calling it a not so super league and right. just just really down on the whole thing and and he actually said this week that you know maybe the, the PGA tour and the live tour ought to work out and DP World Tour ought to work out some some ways to to all work together. What, what, what did you make of Rory's comments? Well, I I think he's coming at it from the standpoint that you know now we've had the second one. It doesn't look like it's going to go away anytime soon as far as the next six or seven events are concerned. And I think he basically was saying that his that he sees what what players are saying 
that are playing on that tour, and all these guys are his friends, so he understands what they're saying, and he's not not going to be friends with them. So, you know, it's what they've decided to do, but not necessarily what Rory's decided to do. Do you think it's more of a, I'm just tired of the vitriol here, and the yeah. vitriol is not yeah. good for the game, so... Yeah. In the in the best interest of the game, let live do live. We'll do PGA Tour and DP World Tour, and and let's just kind of move on. Is he is he is he conceding that Liv's going to succeed? Um, and and in the same token, yeah. do, do you think his softened stance means that he would consider playing with? Liv? No, I don't think he okay. he'd consider playing. He's the he's the poster child for the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour now. Um, he's not going to do what those guys did and basically say one thing and do the opposite and become a liar like the rest of them. Oh, well, there you go. I, I don't know. I, but then all of a sudden you've got the Big Ten taking you know, the heart and soul out of the Pac-12, and you got the Big 12 now wanting to expand with the rest of the Pac-12. So just like that, it seems like uh, the world of sports quick. can change. Yep. And that's what we've sort of been experiencing with, um, with, uh, with, with golf. And so... I, I'm I'm just kind of curious to see where this all goes, uh, but I guess I appreciate Rory trying to t- trying to tone it down just a little bit. Also, JT Poston won uh, at John Deere. Yep. Good for him. And you know what? I, I became a JT Poston fan when he threw out that ESPN had radio had him on, and they introduced uh-huh. him as a two-time major champion. JT, and it's like you know what? When you got non-golf guys that are doing sports and they end up doing a golf interview and they, hey, we got JT coming on. All right, JT, Justin Thomas, right? No, 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 no. It's actually JT, as in JT Poston, who just won the John Deere. And uh, JT called him out on Twitter and the guys were all apologetic. I actually really enjoyed that. Well done, JT Poston. Congrats on your win and congrats on making a name for yourself and hopefully getting a little piece of that pip money uh, by getting the ESPN guys involved. So that was pretty cool stuff. Hey, when we, yeah. That's his second win on tour as well that's awesome coming up next we're gonna have the caddy jump in let's start talking open championship this is gonna be great the old course the 30th time that it's been hosted that it's hosted the open championship and this one is the 150th playing super good stuff caddy joins us next here on real golf radio i am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Let's say life knocks on your door and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. 
If your home is worth $100,000 or more, EasyKnock will buy it from you. You get the money you need and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call EasyKnock now and get the cash you need out of your home. EasyKnock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply. 800-245-9187 800-245-9187 800-245-9187 That's 800-245-9187 Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey Golf, the number one putter in golf. It's won more majors than any other brand. Check out odysseygolf.com. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio and excited to chat with him about this Open Championship Preview Edition. Caddy, how are you? I'm sorry, the news, Jimmy. <laughs> Let me pull that down. Say that again. I got the news, Jimmy. Okay. There he goes talking Scottish, and we don't understand what he's saying. Yeah. Not one thing. <laughs> Mine wasn't very good. No, yours was no. not, definitely. No. That wasn't very good. I can't do the Scottish accent. No? I'm, I, I, it, it's always bothered me. Well, yeah. it, you, you pretty much, yeah, I think you had it right. As long as you can't understand it, it's it's you're right on. You're yeah. Yeah. The Open Championship, St. Andrews, the 150th Open Championship. I mean, how good. It doesn't get any better than that. It's going it to be just, good, right? I'm, I'm really bummed we're not going to be over there. Uh, what a place. Have you played it? What a place. I have not played it, no. What? I've played Kings Barn right mm, next door. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. really good, yeah. Barn's good, yeah. And uh, many other places. I've played Shroon. I've played Turnberry. Ooh. Um, I have not, I've played, uh, Oh, North Barrick. That's a good one. Ooh. See, that's, I was supposed, I had a tea time at North Barrick, uh, about two Ooh. months ago and we had to cancel it for the 
Well, early on, we had to, we anyway because of the COVID travel restrictions six months ago, we ended up making a change and went yeah. to Kiowa. But yeah, dang, I've heard that. I've heard North Berwick is a gem. It's strong, and and I've probably told this story before, but I played North Berwick with Tom Watson, and watching me play was Fred Couples and Mark Kakavakia. Now that's pretty. Cool. <laughs> They're watching you. They were watching me. Yeah, actually, was yeah, that first, was but, that when Tom said. That was a five. Uh, no, the five comment came from my first round on a first time on a course uh, in Watson's presence, and that was that was at Shinnecock mm. in the nineteen. What was that? The eighty four U.S. Open. Going Ray, way Ray back. Floyd. Yeah, my player said uh, playing a practice round with Tom, and he said on that part par five. I think it's number five or six. Watson hits one out of the first cut and. Rocks it on the green with an iron. He goes, what was that time of three? And Tom goes, that was a five. <laughs> that was a five. <laughs> and from that point on, it was that, that, every time it was a five iron, that was a five. <laughs> That's such a great story because nobody really nobody really knows that story because it was just a thing that happened with you, right? But it's it's part of our show lore now. We every Bob and I are always out there like – in fact, he, Bob had a shot out at Olympic Club. He's like, that, that was a 50. I'm like, that was a 50. <laughs> <laughs> That's what life's all about. You know, all the guys can understand what we're talking about. You, you're out with your buddies. Something happens. And for the rest of time, it's that group of three or four friends. They all say this one thing, and only they know what it means. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, by the way, do you like how I just dropped in when we played Olympic? Uh, that, oh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, we just dropped that in there. That was, that was It's been a pretty good week, Caddy. Yeah, you can't beat playing Olympic. I mean, you played Harding too, huh? Yep, yesterday. And it, it, get a little San Francisco golf club in there? Mm, no, we're going to need some help on that when we struck out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when... Steve Elkington waltzed in there during the tour championship one year when it was at Olympic. And he was telling me the story because he got such a big kick out of the way they just basically gave him the Heisman when he went in there to play. (laughs) He thought that was the greatest thing. He just basically walked in and, you know, uh, of course was closed, I guess on the Monday. And he talked to the head pro and the pros like, uh, so, um, who, who'd you call, uh, Steve? (laughs) Well, I, Hey, you know, I didn't call. I just thought I'd drop in and see, you know. And he's like, uh, no, no, you can't play. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he got the biggest kick out of that. Oh, Boy, there's fun. some special golf right here in this little bay, though, isn't there? I mean, goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a cool place. Yeah, you cool know, that I, told, I told Bob we were talking, and a couple guys with us, his son was with us, and, you know, we said, I just said, you know, when you walk on, and, and look, Harding Park is pretty cool. I mean, it's really neat, the whole yeah. property. Yeah. But you've got to, I mean, it's a municipal golf course, essentially, right? So, you know, to get it ready for a PGA Championship, I imagine it's quite a feat. But to walk on property at Olympic Club, you just, there's places in golf where you know that you're somewhere special. And that's yeah. one of those places. It's just different, right? Yep. Yeah. There's. It's definitely one of those. It's um, pebble. Of course, pebbles like that. And yes. And um, Augusta certainly is like that. Wow. I mean, that's probably the the one that has that something about it. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's of course really- this is. Yeah, I don't. Is this is this created in our minds, or or, or is there actually something about 
physically there about it. That's what no, I don't it's know. Physical, like that. Yeah. No, that's there. Like those trees. Those like it. Yeah. And just yeah. the way it's manicured and the property. I mean, I was just amazed at the size. It's probably the most. Hmm. Boy, this is. I better be careful how I uh, say it. But it feels uh-oh, like uh-oh. it's the most impressive. Uh-oh. Don't go there. Outside of Augusta, it feels like it's the most impressive property I've yeah. been on. And you know what? You could probably call me out on one, and I'd be like, oh, I forgot about that. But I have been to St. Andrews, so maybe we should just redact that. That's, yeah. But the, but St. Andrews, would can we all just agree? St. Andrews is different in, in, in its entirety. Yes, yes. Oh, it's not remotely the same thing. You, you, can't, you can't compare only, it. Well, there, if, if any part of Augusta looked like any part of St. Andrews, the greenskeeper would be fired. <laughs> that is the line of the week. Can we just record that and play it over and over? I love that. Uh, that's perfect. Uh, you know, I mean, think about Sam Sneed's line. He's riding in there on the train for the first time, passing the old course, and he says to the guy next to him, hey, that looks like an old abandoned golf course. <laughs> and the guy says, that, sir, is the old course. And he's like, what? Um, that's a yeah, real story. I mean, yeah, it's a true story. It's, oh my! You know, it's it's kind of it's crispy. It's got a little brown in it. it yeah. You know, it 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 looks it looks like you know, how'd you cut the grass? Well, the sheep took care of it for us. Yep. I mean, it doesn't even look like you have to cut the grass. Yeah, it doesn't look. Do they ever even cut the grass? It there? doesn't that's grow the, fast. Don't they don't water I'm it. Not, no. Yeah. It is. A, it is. A, and it's so perfect, though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Brian, and I, we were there in 2005. You were there caddying for your guy. And what amazed me is that after play was done for the day, people would walk out on the golf course, put a blanket down, and have a picnic. Yeah, it's a. I guess on Sundays it's closed because it's a park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll just take the strollers out there with the kids and, you know. Walk across the Swilkin Bridge. You know, one thing I think is kind of sad, but and we can't relate to it being from the United States, but um, it's, it's how people go to the beaches there and hang out. And I'm like, it's freezing cold. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's no kind of beach sand you'd want to mess around in. It, going in the water is taking your life. And, and, and it's like, ah, it's a great day. Let's go to the beach. You're like, what? Anyway, sorry. My apologies. Um, I kind of thought the same thing when I was looking. Cold. Yeah, I was looking down at the beaches here in San Francisco. I mean, it's not like it's not it's not Southern California. No, no, no. But still, well, you got the different. You got the rocky coastline there in in uh, Northern Cal, No Cal. It's a beautiful. It's, you know, you know, it looks a lot like No Cal. I was in the I was near Cape Town in South Africa. And the coast of South Africa reminded me quite a bit of Northern California and that Carmel, uh, yeah. Big Sur type coast. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like that. It looks just—it looks like you're right there, kind of. Mm. It's mm. just, yeah, beautiful. The world—the world's a big, beautiful place. It is. Yes, it for, is. certainly is. All right, so back to the uh, Open Championship. This is the thirtieth time the uh, Open has been uh, contested there at the Old Course. Here's some notable winners, uh, and I'm talking about of recent, like in the last 100 years. Bobby Jones, 1927. Sam Sneed, mm. 1946. Peter Thompson in 55. Bobby Locke won there. Tony Lima. Jack Nicholas twice. Seve. 
in 84, Faldo in 90, John Daly, a surprise winner in 95 maybe. Tiger mm. did it twice in 2000 and 2005. Louis Oosthuizen in 10 and Zach Johnson in 2015 denied Jordan Spieth what could have been a, a third leg of the Grand Slam uh, that year. So uh, when you hear that, what there's only, there's only by the way, uh, multiple winners at St. Andrews. you got Jack Tiger, and then you got to go back to the turn of the century, the 1900s, James Braid and J.H. Taylor. But uh, essentially, Jack and Tiger are the only ones that have done it twice. So uh, what, what stands out to you about those, those names when you, when you hear those names and they won at the old course? Well, I think Jack said it, and then Tiger kind of picked up on the same line. It, it, you, you feel like if you're in the echelon of greatest players of all time, you almost feel like you have to win at the old course. Yeah, you have to have you have to have your name on that claret jug. It is. We, we always say, what, what major would you want to win the most? And a lot of a lot of people in the U.S. will say the Masters or the U.S. Open. Um, there's probably no one else outside of the United States who would say anything but the Open Championship. That's the one. And, of course, it's the granddaddy. It's the first one. It's the original. It is It is the championship. So having your name on that jug, that, that would really be amazing. Do you think the engraver was rooting against Seve? Why? Well, I mean, imagine having to engrave Severiano by a second. I mean, <laughs> oh, they didn't short you know, it. He wants, he wants like uh, you know somebody with a super short name went in that thing. Tiger Woods works pretty well. John Daly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. But no, that's the. It's just got to be so special to walk up that 18th, winning that championship, and the. the there's not a very large group of guys who do that. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime thing for virtually everybody who does it. it. Just doesn't happen. So, pretty cool stuff. How about the how about the bunkers? 130 of them, and they got lots of fun and, names too. And did you know, if I'm not mistaken, when Nick Faldo won his open there, and I believe Tiger, his last one, they never hit it in a bunker for 72 holes. That's correct. I think it was Tiger's first one. It was his first one. Tiger's first one, 2000. 2000 yeah. Yep. Faldo did and that too. Faldo did it too. I'm Didn't pretty sure that. Faldo. Hmm. No bunkers. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, the greens are so massive too. Double greens, they all add up to 18. 11 and 7, 12 and 6, 13 and 5. They all add up to 18. Wow. The double greens. Yeah, kind of an interesting thing. Yeah, that's how you know nine's not a double green. Okay, I like that. And then the okay. loop, then they got the little loop down there on the yeah the far end of the course, the far end of the that, course. That's yeah, was that nine. Like eleven, twelve, thirteen? No, nine, ten, twelve, nine, ten, eleven. It's yeah, the part, it's the part three. It's the part three that comes, you know, and then you come back. Yeah, I think it's right. like nine, ten or something. But um. Yeah, that's one of the steepest greens on the course is that par three on the loop. It's a super steep green. Most of them are pretty flat with moguls and bumps and things, but that one's the back-to-fronter, steep. Mm. Remember that very well, yeah. Do you have a favorite name of these bunkers? Let me give you a couple of that kind of stand out. Uh, the Spectacles Bunkers on five. Yeah, the, 
That's There's right. Hell Bunker, right? Is that there at a, is that, is that a, is is Hell Bunker? Hell Bunker at, at 14. Yeah, 14. And the, the Spectacles, that's kind of a cool one. Yeah, the Spectacles. And, so I was kind of building up to Hell. I mean, Hell Bunker is the main, but, right? But so you got, how about Cockle Shell Bunker on 7 and 11? Yeah. That's fun I mean, to you say. have to kind of, I think you have to know your bunker to get to the taco shell bunker, right? Because everybody knows the road bunker, right? I mean, yeah. and 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 the hell bunker is pretty pretty famous in spectacles. But when you get to taco shell, you've been doing your homework. <laughs> so also on four, also on fourteen. So you've got hell bunker, right? But you've got mm. the beardies bunkers. Which yes. are four small bunkers that are said to be I'm, difficult to mow, hence the name Beardies. I love that. I'm giving it I'm giving it to the Beardies. <laughs> and then the Pew. You got the Pew bunker. The Pew, yeah. Well, yeah, and then there's the church pew, so I don't know. Did Oakmont feel that? Did I, they do a pew? Did they, you have church church pews? What, Not here, though. What was the one on no, 14 no, up on, above? No, on 14, it's the pulpit bunker. Pulpit. That's it, pulpit. Ah, yes, the pulpit. That's a good one. That's it says one. it's a pot bunker just above hell bunker, and it's named so, <laughs> so you, because you can look down into hell bunker <laughs> from the <laughs> pulpit. <laughs> Boy, does that sound like a church Sunday in Scotland right there, getting oh, the yes. fire and brick thrown at you. Oh, man. Yeah. And then, of course, mm. the road hole bunker, right? I mean, that's got to be one of well, the famous. That, famous. That's, that's just evil, that bunker. It's evil. You know what, Bob? When we played there, it. Bob knocked it in and just no big deal. Got it out made par. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. You really, you got you to gotta get a lucky lie in there. Yes, you, have you do. To. You can't be up against yeah. the, front, the front part of the bunker. No. Duvall was there with Tiger. Remember that yep. one? And, and oh. Just look terrible trying. You're looking at it going, how's he ever going to get out of here? Yeah. And he made eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That bunker eight camp, so we could enjoy that. <laughs> the bunker camp. Yeah. I watched that the other day. Was, you know, it's like a NASCAR race. You don't want to see it, but you can't turn away. That's, That's right. right. And then on 18, mm-hmm. not a bunker, but the Valley of Sin. T- talk to us yeah. through that. Yeah. The Valley of Sin. Possibly the greatest back-to-back from the ridiculous to the sublime. Remember, in that daily open, Remind the, chunked, me. the chunked wedge, and then the putt. For daily? Yeah. No. Oh, that's right. For, for Constantino Roca. Constantino Roca. Just totally, totally laid the sod over that pitch shot came back and then he makes the putt and he starts crying and beating the ground. It was amazing. That's right. That's I a, forgot about that. that. So good. <laughs> do you know, do you know the story about, do you know when they went out for the playoffs, Greg Rita didn't have his yardage book. He had to borrow somebody's book oh, wow. for the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Well, they had finished and he didn't think they were, they, it's like, I don't know what happened to it. Maybe he lost it or left it in the bib or something. I don't know. But supposedly he's like, Holy cow! I need my book, and so he borrowed somebody else's book for the playoffs. Wow! Uh, story I heard. Yeah, well, there you go. Mm. All right. So, yeah. last thing before we let you go here, when you're looking at this, so uh, most recent winners uh, of the Open Championship back to tw- from 2010 to 19, you got Louis, Darren Clark, Ernie Els, Phil Mickelson, Rory McIlroy, Zach Johnson, Henrik Stenson, Jordan Spieth, Francesco Molinari, Shane Lowry. Um, 
And then... Uh, Colin Morikawa. Morikawa is the defending champ. Right. Mm. What uh, of those... Pl- I mean, so what do you gather? I mean, it says here that, uh, according to the website, that uh, the average age of the winners is 35, which is a bit interesting. Wow. That's up there. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, at least from the 2000s. Well, I know someone who said something that I think is something you just shouldn't have said. And that was Jordan Spieth who said he's worried the course could play too easy. Oh. That's nothing you should ever utter in the game of golf. Mm. He should know better than Jordan. Please. Mm. I mean, even if right, I understand what he's saying, but you just don't say that. He's going to get out there, and the road bunker is going to have his way with him this week. I can just see it coming. Mm, mark it down. He's not going to be able to get away with that comment. So who do you think this week? Who do you think is going to be or has a good chance? Uh, who do we like? McElroy's the betting favorite. Yeah. Got JT, Rom, Morikawa. Shoffley. Shoffley's in the good one. Yeah. I'm I'm going to get crazy because I just said he's going to have to deal with the, the golfing gods. But I, I, I have a feeling Spieth's going to be right there at the end of this one. Interesting. I like your feelings. I, I've been thinking about Spieth, and you know what? Um, yeah. Todd Hamilton is going to join us in hour number two. And Hammy. Yeah, yeah, we caught up with him. And visit, we had a great conversation. Stay tuned. That's coming up on the next hour. But um, you know what? He said that he just had he was playing terrible going into that week, and he just had a little thought that came into his head, and he said, "Put point your buckle at the ball when you hit, when you hit it," because he tended to have his stance a little open, and it just yeah. worked. It just worked. And so I wonder, you know, Mike Jordan, because not a lot of people are probably picking Jordan, but maybe just maybe, just maybe, he's due. It's wild how you get that little swing key out of nowhere. That happened to my player one time. He was lost completely at the PGA Championship, the one Sean McKeel won. Completely lost. And he got this little tip from a guy who was a uh, good, good, well, well-respected PGA professional, Rick Martino from, from the Maryland area. He, Rick, Rick was a master professional. He, he came down and, and said something and, and my player hits like two shots and he turns around and he goes, I got it. Which is another thing you never say in golf either. Then <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, he's so excited. The next morning, he, he literally pulls out his first swing with a wedge. Hits like a 50-yard wedge, turns around and goes, I got it. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And he ends up going from barely making the cut to almost winning the PGA Championship that week. Wow. Once in a while, you just hit on a little swing key, and it lasts until it doesn't. Yeah, and, uh, but you don't say it. I'm with you. Don't say it. Don't say it. Oh, you never. Don't don't tempt it. Yeah, there's some things, as they said in Spinal Tap, some things are just better left unsaid. I literally stood on the tee box on the 18th hole at Harding Park, and I was like, "This dry, I'm hitting it so good, this is easy. <laughs> I made double. 
That's I a didn't hard say, hole. I didn't say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm standing over going, I can't miss. This is so... Uh, yeah. Nah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just don't. You, got, you can't do that. Golf is it's cruel. Here's the weirdest one, and I've never known anybody who's ever uttered this one before, but one time my player says to me, he goes, you know, he goes, I got something interesting going on. I go, what's that? He goes, I'm not thinking about anything when I hit a golf ball. Nothing. I go, how can you have a blank mind? He goes, I don't know. I'm just not thinking about anything. And it worked really well for a while. So I, I, I can't really, I can't, I don't know if I can relate to that. I'm hearing Costanza right now. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. It's a show about nothing. nothing. It's got to be about something. Nothing. Yeah, there nothing. You, there you go. A swing about nothing. Well, hey, congratulations on your little fun, fun uh, journey to Olympic at all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, we still we still hope to get together with you and play some golf. Someday. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Caddy. We appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. That's the caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So looking forward to next week's 150th Open Championship at the Old Course. We'll take a short break. More of the show coming up next. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut butter cups. That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yo, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's one 844 Leaf. Attention weekend gardeners, don't let insect pests destroy your hard work. Fight back with Maggie's Farm, created by pest control professionals. Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control, like our 3-in-1 garden spray for organic gardening. Deadly on garden insects, but safe to use around children and pets. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now, for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill and kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. 
At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for thinkers, doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us here. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Good to be back with you. Hope you enjoyed the best of edition last week of the show and happy and had a happy 4th of July. Thanks again to America's favorite caddy. Uh, he had a little feeling about Jordan Spieth. He did. What, what do you think about when you start talking about the players here? Rory's the favorite. John Rahm's right up there as well. Justin Thomas, Morikawa. Those guys are, you know, those, those are the names that you think about. Mm-hmm. Scheffler. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave Scotty Scheffler right. out there. Um, but what do you think about a guy like Spieth? Well, he's proven that he can win on, you know, a link style golf course before because he's won the, of course, won the Open Championship. And coming back here after um, having an opportunity to win it in 2015 and making the blunder uh, on the final hole and making bogey to, to miss the playoff, I think he might feel that he's got a little bit to prove as far as the golf course is concerned. Um, and I think it's a golf course that sets up well for him. Well, look, he's played eight Open Championships. He won in 2017. He finished fourth in 2015 at this golf course, right? Right, because there was a three-man playoff. Yeah, and he was just outside of it. He shot 67, 72, 66, 69, and he missed it by a shot, the playoff. Yeah. And that was a magical year for him. Uh, But then he went on to win two years later. And then he finished another top 10 in 2018. Then he finished 20th in 2019. That was really a struggle time. And even when he was struggling, still finished top 20. Right. And then he gets a runner-up finish last year. He was in contention all four rounds. He was he, he was just he was in second place, third, third, second is where he finished. It's Colin Morikawa. And, you know, 65, 67, 69, those were three of his best scores in open championships, and he and he did it last year at Royal St. George's. So maybe maybe this caddy's onto something here. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, like the, it. I think good. Jordan Spieth is is a guy that's great for the game of golf. I love the way he plays. Um, I spoke with him at Augusta this year because my, I I remember before my dad passed away in 2015. Um, he loved the way Jordan Spieth got himself around the golf course. Mm. Um, he loved his short game and his putting, and uh, I told him so. Um, so, uh, I yeah, I think this might be a good one for him. Scotty Scheffler, number one player in the world. He's only played in one open. It was last year, and he, and he finished eighth. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of sample size for right. him, but he's obviously playing good golf. Right. And he, you know, top ten, one for one. Yep. And... Uh, you know he's proven to get himself right in the mix of stuff. Um, he he of course won won at Augusta, um, and then he um, also was right there in the U.S. Open and uh, missed that putt on the last hole. So yeah, Scotty Scheffler. Um, I think he likes being over there. I think he likes the type of golf that it is, um, and 
you know, he's got Teddy on the bag that's been through a lot of U.S. O- or Open Championship events. So um, there's another good one for you. Of all the great names that are on that trophy winning at St. Andrews, you look at a guy like Rory McIlroy mm-hmm. and the way he's towed the line for both the PGA and DP World European Tours. Yeah. Uh, maybe karma. Maybe golf owes him a little bit. Yeah. And when you start looking at the Open Champ, obviously he won in 2014. And since his win in 2014, Bob, fifth, fourth, second, Missed the cut in 2019, 46th last year. So a couple of years where he was struggling. But outside of those couple of years, first, fifth, fourth, second. Yeah. Um, you know, he made a statement this week as well as John Rom. They basically said, um, you've had a great career if you can win the Open Championship at the home of golf, which is St. Andrews. And that's what Jack and Tiger did um, and some of the others, as we know. And this would be a great one for him especially being in the mix at the U.S. Open um, just a few, uh, you know, a month ago. So this is this is going to be a good one for him, and he is the number one um, guy to bet on. And by the way, the only the time he's played the Open at St. Andrews was in 2010. Yeah. He got the wrong side of the draw, went from first to 38th, all, fought his way all the way back to a third-place finish. And then in 2015, mm-hmm. he had the little kickabout. And oh, uh, yeah. hurt his ankle, hurt his ankle, and, and wasn't he didn't able, play. was not able to yep. play there. And he was yep. the he was the favorite going in that week, being the defending champ. So uh, interesting names, uh, certainly some guys to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other names when we after the short break. Sorry, we took a long segment with the caddy. Had to cut this one a little short. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Thanks for joining us here on an open championship preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789 That's 800-944-1789 If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone, and Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 
800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, thanks again for joining us here. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Really appreciate the caddy joining us here. Coming up on the back nine, hour number two, 2004 champion Todd Hamilton. Yeah, he was a surprise to everybody. Surprised himself a little bit, but you're going to want to listen to this interview. He's going to give you some really good insights, and he found something that week. Also, talked about how he wouldn't bet on himself. Uh, so it's it's a really, really enjoyable interview from the 2004 Champion Golfer of the Year, Todd Hamilton. Also, Ryan Ballingy from GolfNewsNet.com will join us as we talk more about some of these players and the odds and who you might want to be putting a little quid on uh, for next week's Open Championship. Speaking of, let's talk about John Rahm. He's a guy that we always talk about when it comes to major championships. When you look at the last few, uh, go back, Bob, to uh, to 2019. Right. Uh, we're talking about, this is just all majors. Ready for this? Third, seventh. 13th, 23rd, win, 8th, 3rd, 5th, 12th, 48th, 27th. That's, that's his last, what is that, Seven, eight, nine major championship. Mm-hmm. The guy seems to always be in contention. He's got all the talent in the world. When you talk about open championships, just in and of themselves, he uh, finished 3rd last year at Royal St. George's, 11th the year before, missed the cut in 2018. But, uh, you know, obviously he's starting to figure some things out, uh, having his best finish a year ago. Yeah, number um, number three, as far as the betting favorites are concerned, John Rahm, a uh, great player, loves playing over there, and I think he's a guy you got to watch out for this coming week. Well, Seve, his, uh, his yeah. idol. Yeah, that's exactly right. Won there on that golf course. Yes, he did. And you know he would love to do the same. Yep. And, and he, he fits that mold. Yes, he as does. As a big-name player. Like, he yep. hasn't doesn't have the resume of a Tiger and Jack and those Seve yet. But he's still young, right? Yep. He's still young. He's still young. All right, we got much more to get into on the back nine. The 150th Open next week at the Old Course at St. Andrews. We'll talk about it next. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the Video Game Review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. First-time claims for unemployment benefits are up. 
Labor Department figures out show 235,000 Americans filed initial claims last week. States with the biggest increases in claims were New Jersey, Massachusetts, Ohio, Kentucky, and Missouri. Reaction is pouring in following the resignation of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The leader of the opposition party saying Johnson needs to go immediately. Meanwhile, Nigel Farage, who was a central figure in the campaign to get UK to leave the European Union, issued an ominous warning to Johnson's conservative party. There is no obvious front runner, and the reason for that is that Johnson, for all his faults, is also a big, strong, charismatic, humorous, at times very entertaining character. This is USA Radio News. Paid for by government.com. Have you heard? The United States Mint has issued the Morgan Silver Dollar for the first time in 100 years. Not only that, but they are also minted in 99.9% pure silver for the first time ever in history. Coin experts are calling this an amazing opportunity for anyone that knows the enduring popularity of Morgans. But you must hurry. Only 175,000 legal tender silver dollars were issued. These Morgan Silver Dollars are brand new, bright and shiny legal tender coins minted by the iconic Philadelphia Mint. Just call one 1- 800-888-7630 and you are guaranteed a new 99.9% pure silver Morgan dollar. The first time in history this has happened, but with limited quantities you must call now to order. To learn more, call 1-800-888-7630. If you order now, you will receive a free collector bonus, a $25 value free with every order. Call 1-800-888-7630 now to secure your new Morgan silver dollars before they are gone. That's 1-800-888-7630. Donations continue to pour in for the two-year-old boy whose parents were killed in the Highland Park shooting. A GoFundMe page has raised more than $2.8 million for Aiden McCarthy. His parents died after they were shot by a gunman during the 4th of July parade in the northern suburb. Aiden's grandfather saying the two-year-old survived because his father shielded him with his body. The FBI director and head of the UK intelligence agency MI5 warned that Beijing is attempting to shield their economy from sanctions that could be imposed if China invades Taiwan. Florida Republican Congressman Michael Wall says he's concerned about the part of the report that warns of Chinese hackers or spies targeting businesses. No issue with the Chinese people or with Chinese businesses, but they have no choice. They are told and directed by the Chinese Communist Party to steal your sensitive technology, your proprietary uh, systems and processes. USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. An inner-city pastor is fed up with the violence in his neighborhood. A pastor from Chicago's South Side called for justice in his violence-ridden community after support from politicians poured into the nearby suburb of Highland Park following the July 4th mass shooting. T.J. Groom spoke to Fox News. Me hearing about somebody getting shot is like a person hearing about a kid breaking an arm or falling off a bike. So this, this, this area is, 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 is that bad. Shootings in Chicago raged over the long holiday weekend, killing at least 10 and leaving 62 injured. 2021 marked the city's deadliest year 
in a quarter century. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. An explosion has forced the demolition of Georgia guideposts. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation says there was a blast Wednesday that weakened the landmark, which is sometimes called America's Stonehenge because of its mysterious origins. The Elberton Granite Association was responsible for some maintenance of the monument, and the group's vice president, Chris Kubas, says he'll miss it. You know, here we are several thousand years later and Stonehenge is still standing. Imagine if it had writing on it and you could read what the people of that time thought was important and wanted to leave for future generations. That's what the guidestones were. The granite monument weighed about 42,000 pounds. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Yeah, thank you very much and welcome in to this uh, hour number two of the back nine of Real Golf Radio. It's an open championship edition of the show. You know what, Bob? As we start talking about the open championship, mm-hmm. The Claret Jug is just one of those iconic trophies. Yeah. And while I would first want a green jacket, I'm not sure if I would want... I mean, the pride and country says the U.S. Open, but the history says Claret Jug, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. I, I would say I would say green jacket, U.S. Open, and... or. Open Championship and then U.S. Open. You would. 2A and 2B. Oh, oh, oh so you're just like, you're going to get a straight tie there? That's kind of taking the easy way out. But you, you would t- your dad's a two-time U.S. Open champion. Yeah, I know. And when, when he started playing professional golf, that's the tournament he wanted to win was the U.S. Open. I think most of the guys did back then. And then when he, won the, when he went to the Masters the first time, he said, he said, I understand it now. And then when he won it, it was... U.S. Open came in second. Had a great conversation with America's favorite caddy in hour number one. If you missed it, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. We'll post it uh, for you there. Show in its entirety, segments. You can also download or look for us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Just search Real Golf Radio. Still to come here on the back nine, a conversation with 2004 champion golfer of the year, winner of the 133rd Open, Todd Hamilton. And uh, I remember we visited with him back when he won. And uh, just a good dude. You had you played golf with him way back yep. in the day. Yeah, I played with him in Asia back in the early 
90s. The early 90s. That sounds so long ago. It when does it didn't, sound a really long time ago. It didn't seem to before, but now it starts to. Ryan Balanchy, GolfNewsNet.com, also uh, joining us here on the back nine. And, you know, hey, we're talking about the 150th Open. We were there in 2005, mm-hmm. and we watched Jack Nicholas go across that Swilkin Bridge and we say did. goodbye. There's some spe- just such special history there in the air yeah. at St. Andrews. And, and uh, you know, it was pretty cool to be there to see Tiger win the Open Championship for the second time there at that course, too. Yeah, he just, man, he played good. And yep. Colin Montgomery? Sorry. Oh, so close. Yep. Oh, so close. Hey, we got so much to get into. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We're just getting started. Again, Todd Hamilton, Ryan Ballinger, and uh, some more of our thoughts and guys to look at for next week's Open right here on Real Golf Radio. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Wendy's new Strawberry Frosty is here. So check your watch. Is it Frosty time yet? It probably is. The hour hand would be on, I'm feeling snacky. And the minute hand would be on relaxing with a rich, creamy strawberry frosty on a summer day, just digging into that smooth, chilly deliciousness and vibing. You know, depending on what kind of watch you have. When it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Frosty and Classic Chocolate or New Strawberry. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. Want to kill bugs like the pros do? Now you can with Maggie's Farm. Created by pest control professionals, Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control. All of our plant-based products are safe to use around children and pets and won't leave behind a messy, oily residue. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now, for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill ant-kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. Here at Total Wine & More, you'll love what you find, especially our totally low prices. I'm firing up the grill for burgers and want to impress the neighbors. This bourbon has a smoky flavor that'll go great with your grilling. Nice! Wow! And look at that price. Well done. I prefer medium or air. <laughs> your neighbors will love it. Love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly, B21. This is your captain speaking. You better buckle your seatbelts for this one. I noticed my passport was due to expire, so I went to Staples. I got a passport photo in 10 minutes, so we're good to go. Now at Staples, get 20% off travel products when you purchase a passport photo. Get travel ready at Staples, your one-stop travel prep destination. Hey, let me tell you about another time that Staples saved my caboose. That all started back. And 731 in-store only. Excludes Instacart orders, certain products, services, and technology. See staplesconnect.com slash services slash travel for details. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for fingers, doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com slash delivering. 
back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. This segment is brought to you by Black Desert Resort. Go to blackdesertresort.com and find out about this new destination featuring a Tom Weiskopf championship design golf course, as well as hotel, restaurants, hiking trails. This is going to be unbelievable. 36-hole putting course. Just a just an awesome uh, place to visit, and real estate opportunities are available for you at blackdesertresort.com. Golf course will open uh, at least partially this fall, which is super cool. And Southern Utah, St. George, it's hard to beat. Check out blackdesertresort.com. And we appreciate you being with us here on the show. As we uh, just begin here on hour number two, we got a lot to get to. Todd Hamilton, we're going to spend an extended period of time with the 2004 Open Jam. Also, Ryan Ballinger will stop in and talk about some of the players that you might want to put a little bit of dough on uh, coming into next week's final major of the year. By the way, can you believe here we are already? Scotty Scheffler with the Masters. Yep. Justin Thomas gets the PGA. Yep. And Will's uh, – Will, sorry, Will, shoot, so close. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick picks up the U.S. Open. Uh, we've had – it's been great venues, and, and we're capping it off with the old course. I mean, this is – this is great. Outside of the distraction of live, which, by the way, I wish would go away, along with conference realignments and all that stuff, uh, which are which are hard to take when your yeah. your your team is in the Pac-12 that's getting gutted at the moment, and that feels a little bit like how the PGA Tour must feel. And as a fan of the PGA Tour, it feels like they're getting gutted a little bit. But um, you know, nevertheless, to finish off outside of all those distractions, to have the major venues, Augusta National, right. Mm-hmm. And then the PGA Southern Championship at, at, you know, Southern Hills was a great venue, especially yep. with the redesign, what yep. Gil Hans did there. And then, of course, the to go back club. to the country club. Yep. And think about the history with the two opens in the country club and the old course. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's so cool. Um, I remember when we played there at the old course, uh, the the Monday after Tiger Woods won in 2005, um, we played from the championship course tees, and it was it was unbelievable to me um, on a lot of those holes that you couldn't even see where you were hitting the ball, um, and the caddy would just tell you hit it here. Um, it's it's really really cool to play a course like that, to feel the history of it, um, and to be a part of that. To, to be able to um, to walk in all those great players' shoes. And I think this is going to be another great one this week. Um, I just, the British Open, I love getting up early and watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breakfast in the British, right? Yep. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the, the thing about St. Andrews, the golf course obviously is special. Yes. But how about just the atmosphere of the town oh, i mean cool you know you've got the hotel the fact that the hotel is in play off 17 right <laughs> you got to hit it over the over the hotel sign yep. and then you got the road that goes right along there and then the 18th look it's a wide open it's a soccer field yeah you got all kinds of room to hit it and yet you've got that little out of bounds fence that runs down the right side down the right side you got yeah. the little valley of sin you got rusak's hotel you got you know the you got all, the swilkin bridge you got the road that comes right across the middle of the fairway and then the rna that sits RNA right there building behind it. right there back behind the 18th green boy it's just you know it's and then all the of course the, the grandstands and the big yellow scoreboard yep. it it is it is a scene right it's such a scene and that's that's that that's it, the history that's involved. I think that's one of the things that is so difficult about winning a major, especially at a place like this, is you have to be able to control your emotions and not get too far ahead and think, what will this mean for me yes. to have my name etched on the Claret Jug at the old course? Wow. 
Well, and, you know, the player after player after player, when they've had the Claret Jug in their possession, mm. look at that list of players that have won the golf tournament. Going back through history, um, you know, the Bobby Joneses and the Jack Nicklauses and, and everybody else, and it just astounds them that they are the the champion golfer of the year and have had the opportunity to win the Claret Jug and be on that same Claret Jug as the greats. Justin Thomas is one of the guys that we've mentioned, and you start to wonder about JT, uh, obviously right there with, yeah. with Scheffler in, in the most top tens as we talked about at the top of the hour, but his open championship record, not great. first one was in 2016. He's played in every one since. 53rd, two missed cuts, 11th his best finish, and then 40th last year. Well, you know, JT, I think of JT as an as an up-in-the-air ball hitter, not a guy that, that necessarily get, keeps the ball down or tries to flight it down. He's a guy that tries to hit it up in the air and hit it as far as he can. So um, that would go along with what you've just said about um, his st- stats here at the Open Championship. He, he needs to needs to learn how to keep it down a little bit. Maybe Bones can help him. Well, Colin Morikawa is the defending champ, and his record of the British is pretty good. He's one yeah. for one. One for one, yeah. just like he was in the PGA Championship. And One for one. Not a lot of guys do that. No, not a lot of guys do that. And he, um, that guy's a ball striker. He understands how to keep the ball in play and keep it down. Um, and that's what you're going to need this week to win the Open Championship. A lot of guys, uh, a lot of the articles are mentioning Dustin Johnson, yeah. you know, maybe back that guy. Uh, it's just so hard because I don't have the comparative data, you know, around the PGA Tour. What's your thoughts on, on DJ or any of these live guys that are playing against inferior competition right now? Well, DJ, um, he pounds the ball. He hits it. He can hit it low. Um, he can uh, move his trajectories around. Um they're playing the golf course. They're not playing the other players. So um, DJ hasn't played all that great this year. Mm. Gotcha. Well, it should be interesting. There's 130 bunkers out there. you got to avoid those. Yes, you uh, do. It's a par 72 playing 7,300 yards. Uh, we heard the caddy mention that, uh, that, that already Jordan said it might play a little too easy. <laughs> do you think it's going to play? I mean, but so much of it, Bob, depends on the wind. Yes, it does, and it doesn't look like there's going to be a ton of wind maybe 17, 18 miles an hour at the most, um, and not really a lot of precipitation either. Mm. All right, well, weather will be a factor. It was a huge factor when Louis Oosthuizen won there in 2010. Rory McIlroy off to a great start and then got the wrong side of the draw, and the wind blew him away. DJ the same, which is probably why some of the guys are picking him. Hey, when we come back, a conversation with 2004 champ Todd Hamilton. Ryan Ballinger still to come as well. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 800-817-2968 
800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Let's say life knocks on your door and you need money to live on or pay bills. What do you do? Would your life be better if you were able to take the equity you've built in your home and spend it any way you want? Here's an idea. Call Easy Knock. They can help you convert the equity in your home into cash in just a few days. If your home is worth $100,000 or more, Easy Knock will buy it from you. You get the money you need, and you stay in your home as a renter. Plus, depending on your program, you can buy it back at any time. If you think you might not qualify, remember, they can say yes when your bank says no. Call Easy Knock now and get the cash you need out of your home. Easy Knock is not a lender. Its products are not available in all markets. Terms and conditions apply. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. 800-245-9187. That's 800-245-9187. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. We really appreciate you spending some time as we look forward to next week's Open Championship. And joining us right now, this guy has won 14 times internationally. He's got a pair of PGA Tour wins, including the 2004 Open Championship at Royal Troon, making him the champion golfer of the year. Todd Hamilton joining us right now. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. It's good to talk to you. You know, I, I went back knowing that we were going to visit with you, and I watched the the like the two-and-a-half-minute little YouTube clip uh, highlights of your win at the 133rd Open, and I'd forgotten that you <laughs> you putted it from, what was it, about 50 yards with that hybrid uh, to about yeah. a foot. I mean, that was still, that was such a clutch shot. Yeah, I think the pin was on like 21 or 22 steps, and I was probably at least 10 steps short of the green. So it was close to a 100-foot shot. Uh, It was a shot that I'd used with a hybrid probably 12 times that week, and I think only one time did I not get up and down with it, and that's because I missed about a, gosh, probably five or six-foot putt. So it really wasn't a shot that I – would choose to use in the States, but it's a shot over there because the turf is so firm. The grass is cut down so tight. It's really a shot that works well over there. 
you very easily could have used a putter. Uh, but I thought that with the hybrid, it just, it seemed like I didn't have to hit the shot as hard as I would have with a putter, but obviously worked out in my favor. And, uh, I still use it every once in a while. <laughs> Probably not, not as good as, uh, what I used it there about, gosh, what is it? 16, 18 years ago. Wow. Yeah. You know, we played together over in Asia and that's where I first met you. And, uh, and then you got on the PGA Tour. You win the Open Championship. What 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 is it that meant to you to be the Open Champion Golfer of the se- of the Year? You know, I wasn't playing very well leading up to that tournament, and uh, really, obviously, to play in a, a major event like that is a is a fantastic honor. But I really didn't feel like I wanted to go over there. You know, take the six or seven hour flight over there. And, and just know that you're going to miss a cut because you're not playing very well. But uh, lo and behold, I found something on the driving range that week. I, I kind of, I like to play a cut shot. So a lot of times I, I get set up too open and I, I don't really get a good solid hit on the ball. It's kind of more of a wipe. And uh, I just, for some reason, something popped into my head. Why don't you point your belt buckle at the ball? And it seemed like it squared me up a little bit. I started hitting the shots more in the middle of the club. Uh, they were going through the wind better. I uh, got a little more distance back and, you know, I had a great week of chipping and putting, which you need to do if you're going to win an event. But uh, uh, overall, I, th- I think being 38 years old when I won the Open, uh, it didn't really change me. And I had friends that would, make sure that it wouldn't go to my head. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it'd been a little bit different had I been just out of college or, you know, say three, four years out of college in my mid twenties. Uh, it might've been a little bit different, but, uh, you mentioned that we played over in Asia. I think that really, uh, helped me. I played on the Asian tour for five years and then spent 12 years playing in Japan. So I'd seen a lot of different uh, conditions of golf courses, conditions of weather, uh, some odd design golf courses. So it was more of that five and five years in Asia and 12 years in Japan was more of 17 years of patience that I stored up while playing golf. And uh, I think it was, a uh, was a big asset to have, uh, playing in the open that year that I won. Todd Hamilton joining us here on real golf radio. You mentioned something there. I wanted to to, to pick on a little bit, you said that you found something and you, the thought just came into your mind, you know, point the buckle at the ball. I, I remember we talked to Johnny Miller years ago and he, re, re, you know, recalled that 63 and 73, you know, at Oakmont and he had little thought that had come to his mind. It just, just makes, how often does that happen? I wonder for, for guys where it's not necessarily a, a track man or a swing coach or, you know, anything video analytics. It's just a little thought that completely, and, and then all of a sudden you go out and, and, and win a major championship. I, I think it happens more than we realize. I think you're right. You know, they say you can't find something uh, during a tournament, but I, I disagree because I, I lived it uh, that week back in 2004. It's very rare but I think we, as professionals, have played golf so long, whether it be junior golf through college, early on in professional careers, we played golf so long that we know how to play, we know how to score well, we're just in a funk. Sometimes that funk lasts 
for the really good players, it might last just a couple of weeks and then they find something. For guys that maybe aren't as talented, it might take them a month or two months to deal with it. Uh, but as I said, we've all played golf so much uh, leading up to our professional careers that we know how to do it. Sometimes it's just hard to get out of that rut. And uh, I've always said confidence breeds confidence. Uh, winning breeds winning, whether it's junior golf, college tournaments, mini tour events, whatever. If you are used to winning, you know the feelings that you have when that's about to happen. You know how your body reacts when that's about to happen. And it's just a matter of controlling your emotions. But I, I agree with you. I think it does happen more often where a guy finds a little clue here, a little feeling there, uh, starts to make some putts, starts to get up and down all the time. A lot of times it's just your short game is off a little bit. And, you know, when you start chipping those, hitting those chips to three feet, makes the putting a little easier. When you start putting those long putts down to two feet, those short putts are a little bit easier. And every once in a while you find one of those long putts goes in and your eyes kind of get big and you get that feeling back. And, uh, it's kind of a snowball effect, but I, I agree with you. I think it does happen more often than, than people let on. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, your thoughts about the Open Championship, um, you've been able to play. How many, uh, how many have you played in? And other than the course that you won on, which, which, uh, which course in the Rota do you like the best? Let's see. How many have I played in? I played in 92. I won the Asian Order Merit. Got an invite in there. I believe that was at Muirfield. Uh, I qualified once or twice through a series of tournaments in Japan. I believe we had five events, and they took the top five money winners just in those five events throughout the summer. I think I did it twice then. And then I qualified another time before I got my PGA card in 03 as a top three finisher on the Japanese money list. So that's four times prior to me having my tour card. And then 2004 through the last time I played was 2018. So what's that? 14, 18 times. Can yeah. that be right? Wow. Wow. That's what I said. Wow. All caps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't played since 2018. I really wanted to go over this year. I'm not going over. I think it's going to be a fantastic event. Big spectacle. I know that they've had lotteries just for people to get their tickets to go to the event. And I uh, uh, wish I was going. I'm going to try to go one more time before I turn 60 and my uh, exemption runs out. I know they play true, I believe, in two years, which is where I won. So hopefully I can make it to that one. Mm. Uh, your second question about what other which, courses yeah. other than Troon that I won at. Uh, you know, St. Andrews, I think, is a fantastic golf course. Obviously, uh, the town area is kind of what makes makes that golf course. It's If you get easy, good weather, they can light it up. You know, the ball runs so far over there usually. Uh, greens aren't fast. They can't get them fast just in case the wind blows and they have bad weather. So it's really a scorable golf course if the weather's not bad. Uh, it's a golf course when the weather does get bad, it gives you options. Usually you need to favor the left side at St. Andrews. All the trouble is to the right. 
And when you, when you go right, it seems to me that it leaves a better shot into the green, but you can go safely out to the left side on the majority of the holes. Although that does leave you a harder shot in. So you got to kind of pick your poison. If you mm. think you're hitting it well off the tee uh, and you want to have that easier shot into the green, take a chance going to the right side. If you're a little tentative off the, off the tee, you, you've got more room to the left, but you better, your iron game better be on pretty good when you go to the left side. Uh, you know, the bunkers are really a problem there. I think when Tiger won there back in, what was it, 2000, I believe? Yep. yep. I don't think he ever hit it in a bunker there, which is incredible. Uh, not only, to me, you have to be very lucky not to hit in a bunker. You can hit good shots and still go in bunkers. So, uh, obviously, he's a fantastic player, and his direction is a lot better than most golfers. But, again, you can get some crazy bounces. I saw a picture today on the TV of it. I think it was the 16th hole. OB runs around along the right side. There's a two or three bunkers kind of uh, guarding the left side. And it's that's one of the holes where if you feel good about your drive, you can knock it up there to the left of the bunkers, but it gets real tight by the OB. And it looked like there they had 50 elephants buried all <laughs> up and down that fairway. I never realized that there were so many little moguls, little humps and bumps. And uh, it, I, I love that kind of golf over there. It takes a lot of creativity. Uh, it takes a lot of knowledge. And it takes a lot of patience to play that style of golf, uh, especially if you get some bad weather that comes in. Uh, it's a fantastic tournament. Uh, you know, if you'd ask me if I could ever win a major, which one would I pick? Being an American, I probably would have picked the U.S. Open at one, maybe the Masters 1A, and you could flip-flop those back and forth. Uh, but having seen how the the Open Championship is uh, greeted or rever- revered, worldwide i think that's the best one you can win i'm not just saying that because i won that one but i think worldwide that that tournament is, is so recognizable around the world i think that's the best one best trophy for sure claret jug yeah. uh, which is super cool you, you know it it's cool you if you if you know about golf and a guy says claret jug you know what that is obviously you know what the green jacket is mm-hmm. but there's probably a lot of people that don't know what the u.s open trophy is called or maybe even the PGA trophy is called, unless you know a lot about golf. But even the non-golfers or casual golfers, Green Jacket, they know, and Claret Chuck, they probably know that as well. Yeah. In fact, I'm trying to think. I know Wanamaker is the PGA. I'm trying to think what the U.S. Open trophy is called. I know you get a gold medal and a trophy, but I don't know if I know what the <laughs> trophy's called. So. Ask your partner. He probably knows what well, it is. Well, his dad's got two of them, but I don't even know if he knows what they're <laughs> called. Don't. Okay, there you go. See, <laughs> case in point, Todd. I love that. Hey, uh, before we run out of time, I wanted to ask you, you're playing against Ernie Els in 2004. And and I don't I don't mean this disre- disrespectful, but Ernie was, you know, he was right on top. He's looking for a second open. And what, what, tell me, talk through the dynamics of, you know, you're a, you were a lesser known player, certainly weren't one of the favorites going in that week. You even said as much that you weren't playing well. What does that feel like, like within the gallery and just the feeling of being the guy that's 
kind of wrecking the favorite. I mean, Bob's dad did that at Olympic Club in 66 to Arnold Palmer, and and he would tell me later that, that people weren't happy with him for, for beating Arnie, you know, back then. <laughs> I, but I what, what, what's that like, and, and how do you kind of maybe block some of that out and, and go about your business and, and just play your game? Well, that's a good question right there. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I wasn't playing very well leading up to that tournament, so – when I got in position or contention, uh, I don't know where I stood after the first day. I know I shot even par. I birdied the last hole, which was a, for some reason, I'm, I made about a 25 footer on the last to shoot even. And for some reason, being able to say I shot even par instead of one over, although it's just a one shot difference, for some reason, that really stuck in my mind that that was a good accomplishment. You were fifth, by and the way. And then I shot. Excuse me. You were fifth after for after the first round. No, I couldn't have been. Impossible. Impossible. Maybe, maybe after the second. Oh, maybe that's what because it was. I, maybe I saw that you were yeah. fifth after the second, and then leading after the third. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I only shot one under the first day. I think uh, Skip Kendall had done well after the first round, and some other bigger names were up there as well. But I shot four under the second day. Maybe I was fifth after that. I could be wrong. Uh, and, you know, that, that feeling of figuring something out, uh, making some putts, knowing that you did something like this before as a kid, as a, ju- as a junior golfer, as a collegiate golfer. Uh, I shot four under the third day, and I believe I was leading after that day. Correct. And then so Ernie you were 40th, and I played. Just so you know, 40th, 5th, 1st. That's what it was. Okay, perfect, yeah. <laughs> So Ernie and I played together the last two rounds and I had only played with Ernie one other time. And that was in a tournament in Japan. He had come over for one of our events late in the fall. But uh, I knew a guy that was good friends with Ernie had met him before. They were good friends. And, uh, it was something that I could converse with him about and, and kind of felt at ease, I guess, playing with him. Uh, I shot four under the third round with Ernie. I don't think I made a bogey that day. I'm not sure. I know one of the second or third round four unders, I didn't make a bogey. I think it was the third round. And then I had a one-shot lead playing with him the last day. and I shot two under. We tied, so he would have shot one under, or sorry, three under the last day. We ended up having a four-hole playoff. But you mentioned the gallery. I had my family over there, my three kids were very little. I think the oldest one was only six years old. So I don't even think they went out of the course much, uh, if any at all. My mother was there helping with the kids. And then of course my wife was over there. So there were only two people. If you don't count my kids, there were only two people in the gallery that I knew was rooting for me. (laughs) And uh, you, you know, you, you would be a fool to bet if somebody said pick Ernie or pick Todd Hamilton, you would be a fool to bet. And let's say you had to bet a million dollars <laughs> or a, a good amount. Okay. You just couldn't put $5 down. You had to bet a good amount. You'd be a fool to bet on me. And I, I don't take that as a, a slap at me. I would do the same thing, you know, but as I said before, all of us, we've, we've had success from kids through college, professional golf. We know how to play golf. It's just a matter of harnessing your emotions. 
And I think I did that very well that week. I, I wasn't playing very well leading up to it, to the event. I did take very good notes in my practice rounds. And I think that really helped me. But uh, I, I had a sense that I was the, the bad guy, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. I was the bad guy. And uh, I'm, I'm sure majority of the people were rooting for Ernie to win. But I think there's a lot of people that like to see the underdog win sometimes as well. And that was me that week. I was the underdog. But I, I think I really managed my emotions that week. You know, not playing well leading up to that, uh, getting in contention, having a chance to win, I would have been very, very disappointed had it not happened. Mm. Uh, luckily, it did happen, and, you know, I've got a lot of good stories to tell about the week. Awesome. That is that is awesome. And then it all came out at the end, and you just went, woo, uh, a little surprised yeah. and, and, a, and a really, really satisfied. That was pretty yeah, cool. I love cool. that reaction. So, yeah, good stuff. Well, Todd, thanks for joining us, man. It was fun to reflect back on your 2004 Open Championship uh, victory. And uh, sorry you're not uh, out there this week for the 150th, but uh, it was great to visit with you, man. It's always it's always fun to talk golf with you. Yeah, I'll be there in spirit, definitely watching. It'll be a, be a good week, and I appreciate you guys having me on. You got it. You well, got listen, it. Yeah, you're part of that history, man. Uh, there's uh, been 150 Claret Jugs handed out, and, well, that's not true because they didn't give them out in the beginning. But, you, you know, you get what I mean, and you have one of them. So uh, congratulations, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. You got it. Thank you, guys. Bye, you got Todd. it. Todd Hamilton joining us right here on Real Golf Radio, part of our preview to next week's Open Championship at St. Andrews. Stay tuned. More of the show is next. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut butter cups. That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com That's one 844 300 leaf 
Attention weekend gardeners, don't let insect pests destroy your hard work. Fight back with Maggie's Farm, created by pest control professionals. Maggie's Farm plant and mineral-based products provide amazingly effective insect control, like our 3-in-1 garden spray for organic gardening. Deadly on garden insects, but safe to use around children and pets. Maggie's Farm, lethal to bugs, easy on the planet. Now, for a limited time, get a free box of our patented no-spill and kill bait stations with purchase at greenbugkiller.com. That's greenbugkiller.com. At the United States Postal Service, we deliver with advanced technology and equipment so we can reach over 160 million addresses across the country. We're delivering for thinkers, doers, movers, shakers, groundbreakers, future makers, innovators, trailblazers, disruptors, streamers, dreamers. So no matter what business you're in, we'll always be delivering for you. USPS, delivering for America. Learn more at usps.com delivering. Back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, thanks to Todd Hamilton. That was really fun to talk to the 2004 champ and catch up with him a little bit. I think we're going to have to do some more stories with Todd uh, as we get further down the road because he was really, really fun to chat with. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Go to blackdesertresort.com. Find out more about the Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course and all that goes with it at blackdesertresort.com. Joining us right now to wrap up here on our open preview is Ryan Ballinger, golfnewsnet.com. Ryan, how are you, man? Good, fellas. How are you guys? Great. Uh, good to have you back on the show. So we've talked a lot. We kind of, by the way, uh, Todd was super fun to talk to. That guy, uh, he's not playing much golf these days, but he still has a lot of great stories. And, you know, part of this 150th open, he has got one of those Claret jugs. So he's part of the fabric of the history of this event, which is, you know, you can't take that away. Pretty cool stuff. There are many people who could say they've got their hands on that thing for at least a year of their life. So, if you're in that company, I don't care how you got there or who you are. You you did it. That's that's pretty amazing. Oh, and he did it being beating Ernie Els as well. Yes, he did. <laughs> it's not like he beat a bunch of scrubs to to win it. I mean, he <laughs> he beat some world class players to do it. Yeah, pretty neat. Um, well, listen, uh, Todd said this was a great quote. He said, "Look, if you would have bet on me going into that final round and not Ernie Els, you would have been a fool." So he he's like I get it I wouldn't have bet on me um, you know if I if I had the option of putting down a lot of money on an Ernie Els or a Todd Hamilton I would have gone Ernie Els all the way so I get that I understand it so uh, in the in the few minutes that we have left in the show I wanted to get your take on you know when you start looking at players it's so interesting because you know the uh, the last I checked on on this uh, Open Championship site it said the average age in the last. Uh, what is it? A decade years. or so decade, yeah. is thirty-five. The average age of the winner is thirty-five. That's pretty high in today's game. It is compared to the other three majors. It's not even close um, in terms of age, and I, I think that speaks to the difference in the modern game in terms of emphasis on power and less emphasis on accuracy and touch and working the ball both ways and the kind of conditions guys play in week to week on the PGA Tour. Um, you know, it's just a different ball game playing that kind of golf overseas, particularly when the wind kicks up and you got to think a little bit differently. You got to be adaptable. And I think we're starting to kind of see that 
maybe come back the other way with guys like Tom Markauer starting to get into ball striking, working it both ways. Justin Thomas really starting to get into a really kind of change in the way he plays a little bit. Uh, but for the most part, that that doesn't happen until you're older, and, and I think that that speaks to why we've had uh, much higher average age older champions in in the Open than any of the other majors. Well, and it takes a certain amount of maturity in the game uh, f- for most guys to win a major championship, and it seems like something over there in Scotland or um, some of the other major championships that you got to be around it. You got to get around it a few times before you start to really kind of feel comfortable, especially with link style golf. Yeah. I mean, it's not a first for a lot of people. It is not a natural thing. I mean, Tom Watson is the noted exception, but for the most part, that is not something you just get used to right away as an American in particular, because we play so much of golf in the air and, and even more so now in the air. So you don't even think about running things up or working the ball both ways or doing all the things you got to do to kind of escape the weather and escape particular situations. And sometimes even in good weather, the best shot is low and running and short of targets and all this type of stuff. It's a different way of thinking. And I don't like to your point, I don't, I don't think it's something you just figure out in three days for the most part. I mean, Colin Morikawa did a great job doing it uh, in his debut, but other than that, you, you really just don't have that kind of prodigy level stuff the first time out. Ryan Ballinger, golfnewsnet.com. So if I'm looking at the last few winners uh, of the Open Championship at St. Andrews, Zach Johnson in 2015, he denied Jordan Spieth, who could have picked up the third leg of the Grand Slam that year. Louis Oosthuizen in 2010, it was Dustin Johnson who got off to an, a hot start and then you know got blown away in that windstorm. But Louis kind of came out of nowhere. Tiger, no surprise in 2000 or 2005, right? I mean, he, he you're, you're betting chalk. He was the guy. But John Daly in 95, are you kidding me? Uh, Faldo in 90, probably. Seve in 84, probably not a surprise. Surprise, Nicholas a couple times in the 70s. So and I know we're going way, way back, but when you start looking at the players and, and the odds-on favorites this week, uh, what, do you, what do you like? I mean, generally you start thinking about guys, again, a little bit of experience, although I, I think you have to shade a little bit younger now because that's just kind of the nature of the game right now. But, I mean, you look at guys who have experience, you look at kind of top-notch players. I mean, that this venue has a tendency to identify them. No slam against... Louis Eustace, and he was on the right side of the draw, right place at the right time. But if you look at that day one leaderboard, you had Rory McIlroy out there, you had Dustin Johnson out there. I mean, had the wind kind of not turned against them, um, you know, maybe the leaderboard looks a little different. You have even another Hall of Fame type player. Uh, again, nothing against Louis Eustace, incredible player, but a different kind of player winning that tournament. So you got to think about that. You got to think about. Uh, who are kind of the, the great ball strikers? Who are who are the players who can strategize their way around a golf course pretty well? But also who might be helped by the fact that the greens run, run slower compared to the other major championships. So putting is not quite as big of a factor um, in terms of just making sheer birdies. Now, you know, avoiding three putts is huge. So you got to think about that too. So I think about guys with a good short game, someone like Cameron Smith, who won the players this year in really nasty weather conditions. Mm. Uh, and, and he also just happens to be an incredible putter. Um, think about Justin Thomas, who's comfortable working the ball both ways, left to right, up and down as well. He's someone you got to think about. Um, I, I like Scotty Scheffler if the wind doesn't blow because I, I think he just has a great head on his shoulders. Will Zalatoris, we, we've seen that over and over again. Yeah. Name, name the ball striking situation where he hasn't been a part of it in the last, what, three years. So, again, same thing. Um, 
but it, it all comes back to me of all right, who's someone you think would be in the company of Jack Tiger Faldo Sevi. You know, who who is in that company that you think would look right winning a major at St Andrews? Yeah, Rory. Yeah, Rom. Yeah, Spieth. He was Maybe. close. I don't. I don't think he's nearly as close as he was then uh, yeah. in fifteen. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. Rom really interests me. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's flown so much under the radar this year, and it felt like people were just dying for him to win. Uh, when he won in Mexico, like to, to finally get the blessing to, to back him again. Um, but he does so, I mean, he's played the Irish Open so well over the years uh, that when he played more predominantly on the European Tour, DP World Tour, um, he, he knows how to handle those conditions. And he's a tremendous lag putter, really, really good lag putter. Yeah. So I think that kind of lines up very well with the huge greens in St. Andrews. Yep. Your thoughts about Tiger Woods? He's back for another major after taking one off. Um, for the U.S. Open Championship, um, what do you think? Any expectations? Days, none, yeah. none. No, no idea what's going to happen. Um, I mean, he said he's ready after not playing so great at Adair Manor. I take him at his word again. He, he knows how to prepare for these things better than anybody else. So I take him at his word that he feels ready for it. He strategizes better than anybody. He knows how to play "quote unquote" old man golf better than anybody. Keep it under the wind keep it short, move the ball, see it on the ground. He knows that better than anyone. So if the weather comes, I think that actually plays to his advantage. Um, But Friday or Sunday is going to be really emotional for him. And I think for a lot of people watching Mm, because he's, he's not playing an open again at St. Andrews where he's relevant. He, he, you know, he could do a Jack and do the the Swilkin thing one more time in five years time or six years time, whenever they figure out the next one at St. Andrews. But, uh, it's going to be, he's going to be over 50 then, and it's not going to be the same. Mm. So this is, I think this is going to be, uh, not, not the goodbye, but, uh, the relevant goodbye at St. Yeah. Andrews. It's yeah. going to add into the special event that it is the 150th open at the old course. Right. Thanks for your time, man. Good to hear from you as always. Love the insights. Thanks guys. Appreciate it as always. There you go. Ryan Balangy. Check out his website, golfnewsnet.com for more details on that discussion. We'll take a short break. Wrapping up the show next. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789 That's 800-944-1789 If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. 
It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can and start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks so much to Todd Hamilton for joining us, Ryan Ballingy as well. Uh, Bob, we just got a couple of minutes left here in the show. We got to talk about our guys. So Ryan mentioned some guys. I, I, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy on this, and I'll tell you what. He won in 2014, and that was the last major that he won. Since that time, he's been fifth, fourth, second. Uh, three consecutive years. Missed the cut in 2019, 46th in 2021, but right now he's leading uh, the, the tour in strokes gained and in uh, in scoring average. Right. And I just think golf owes him one. Man, he has been taking it on the chin for the PGA Tour. Feels like he's owed one. Yeah, you know, the, the year that he missed the cut was in his native land of Ireland. Mm. And... Uh, um, I think that was just a, a huge amount of pressure on him to play well, and he hit it out of bounds right from the first tee ball. Um, but I think, yes, this is going to be a great open championship for him. Um, I will keep pounding that, that drum that I think he's going to play really well this week. Um, I'm going after the sentimental favorite, and I think karma's going to help him. Uh, and by the way, my sleeper? Matt Fitzpatrick to get a pair of opens. The back way he, to back, huh? The way he drove the ball at the country club was pretty dang impressive. My, my sleeper is Jordan Spieth. Well, I don't even think Jordan Spieth's a sleeper, but, yeah, I like those picks as well. Thanks to the caddy. Thanks to Todd Hamilton. Thanks to Ryan Ballinger. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. For Dave Glauser, our producer, and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Enjoy next week's Open Championship. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the Video Game Review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.